0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Always good to start a show with an uh, as I am prepared uh. to, for the transition. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Jordan with the silent PH in the middle. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, very uh, eventful morning as we seem to have lots of stuff flooding in about what our next book could be it's kind of crazy so lots of stuff to talk about first of all Lucian, how are you this fine uh march saturday morning
1: yeah yeah pretty good um a little dreary out today hoping for a little bit more warmth tomorrow my hands are cold as i'm even thinking about it had one of those really long hard work weeks so everything seems like i just talked to you yesterday and i can't believe how fast time flew that's how busy work was yeah
0: so gotta, i'm
1: glad we're at saturday
0: <laughs> yes for sure you you need to get um some warm coffee i never see you drinking yes. coffee no but not a coffee drinker yeah that's your problem so that'll warm me yeah. right up so well, i
1: was told that it would stunt your growth so i didn't i
0: wanted to be a you
1: know i wanted to be big and tall yeah so and look cool. how tall i am So yeah, (laughs) I've been drinking coffee
0: since I was four years old. No, Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. We have um, quite a bit to talk about. First of all is uh, Call of the Netherdeep is out. Yes. Um, I have it on, I didn't, I didn't pick up a physical copy, but I have it on D&D Beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, I want to say it was released Tuesday, maybe Monday, Tuesday. So I... Uh, was reading it on Wednesday, and I kind of went through. It is it's it is straight up an adventure. For some reason, I kept thinking this would be a, a source book for the new continent. Uh, and it does have, like, here's a city, but it is, it is 100%, uh, in my opinion, just an adventure. Like, it, right. you know, there's a couple of new magic items, but they're all pertinent to the adventure. There's a couple mm-hmm. of new monsters, but they're all pertinent to the adventure, like, very specifically. <laughs> um, have you got a chance to look at it at all, or...? No, because I didn't, I didn't buy it, um, and I didn't know
1: if we were going to use anything from it in our D&D campaign, which typically I would jump over to like D&D Beyond to see if there was anything in there I wanted to, mm-hmm. to use. So all I've seen is just from the videos I've watched with the interviews with Matt over on the d d channel, mm-hmm. and where they talked about some of the locations, they talked about kind of maybe a little bit of the theme of the adventure and, you know, the starting place and what else did he talk about? Just a little bit about that, that area. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think they, uh, the, the one video that stuck out in my mind that he did with, uh, uh, old what's his face. i lost his, his mind. <laughs> uh, Ken. yeah. Um, is, <laughs> uh, Bazozan, which is like a big yeah. kind of reverse, uh, prison where, or or they have built this giant city but it's to keep the evil down below down below rather than to mm-hmm. to repel forces from outside so um, as far as like character stuff there there's a lot there's a whole like section on character creation which I really like but it's it's strictly about uh, how do I create a character for this adventure mm-hmm. uh, and I was trying to think of a lot of the other adventures that I see from Wizards of the Coast don't really have that. Um, sometimes there's extra backgrounds, but for the most part, it's like, you can play anything, uh, here you go. And and this also, like, I'm allowed to play anything, but it says, you know, if you're from this area, you're more inclined to have this or this or this. And uh, I've always appreciated that, that uh, assistance in buy-in. Like, okay. <laughs> Does it make a lot of sense if I play a multi class Eric going through a Dungeon of the Mad Mage? Or could I play, should I play something a little more like in line with the setting, you know? Um, And so that was really fun. There's also a section on Rivals, which I believe was in maybe ACK Inc. or something else, but I think that another book had Rivals where, but this has a little expanded uh, rule set on it on how to use those Rivals and how they can like Mm -hmm. pop up here and there. Um, I haven't read the whole thing, but I finally got to the Netherdeep this morning as I was going through it, and that is a fun underwater demi-plane of, of terribleness um, and reminded mm-hmm. me of a Zagutmoy villain from a long time ago when I was doing research because there's this really interesting... Um, it looks like fungus, but it's kind right. it's a mineral, it says, and it's a uh, uh, mm. riudium, and so it's kind yeah. of interesting. Well, I remember the thing that
1: stood out to me as they were asking um chris perkins about the adventure and he said we hadn't done a deep dark underwater adventure in a while and so that kind of makes sense that the nether deep really is has a large kind of underwater area and they wanted to go pretty creepy with it pretty pretty cthulhuish pretty you know um so he is he said it was you know just the art it's really being able cool. to you know, like, work on something like that they hadn't done in a while or hadn't done so i just thought that was that kind of made me think it was a very nautical at some point adventure like there you must be you know you must be going to the nether deep at some point he better yeah. be ready <laughs> yeah i guess that a was side was my, note.
0: my point though is the nether deep is not like the underdark or something it is this, oh, this right. interesting weird uh he describes it as a demiplane but it almost feels Eberron-esque where it's like uh Khyber they always talk about the yeah. world below Khyber is literally just this place riddled with demiplanes that take you to like terrible awful places and this feels similar. Uh and I think it's tied to the ocean but it is its own self-contained kind of thing. So.
1: Yeah, I think I think the hint was there's a reason it's there. Yeah. It's a reason that it it, it exists. It's not just like you said, like a plane, and that's just the name that they gave to that plane or whatever. Um, side note to the Aarakocra in uh, <laughs> Dungeon of the Mad Mage, that's my third character because the first two died. So the first two <laughs> were and you get a, a little, little bit more little, in uh... line with what you would think in Waterdeep. And by the third one, you can tell. I'm like, that's it. No holds barred. No. Yeah, I was teasing you. I hope <laughs> you know that. Kidding. But yeah, uh,
0: I totally understand. Your first character is this like you know really yeah. gritty you're like okay yeah. i'm totally fitting by the third one you're like i was a clown that <laughs> yeah. fell into a vat of magic and now i can cast things so yep. i was like oh this will probably die too so let's yeah that's too much. yeah who cares anymore that's funny <laughs> um so i don't know if it's worth it i i like aspects of this uh adventure i'd probably have to like super mm-hmm. read it but again i i'm not Super familiar with the world of Critical Role, and I'm less inclined to run a campaign there. But this did make me wonder if uh, I could if we could get our Wild Mount group back together and take <laughs> those characters and uh, run them through this or maybe just the ending because we probably don't want to, like, de-level ourselves or anything. But it would be kind of fun to go and explore this and try to save some people Um, or if those characters were our rivals and we started new characters, but then our old characters are like causing problems for us. That would be kind of interesting. Could you,
1: do you feel like if it's written that you could just steal it and throw it in your campaign world and just call it, it just, you know, it's just a land that's just over the horizon or it's, uh. You know, it's another little island or something I mean, that's just off of what your normal map was that you yeah. never created or whatever. Yeah, Not necessarily it in Forgotten Realms, but...
0: No, I, I was actually... I put a, a poll on my YouTube the other day yeah. because I was thinking about this. Like, how many people um, have a homebrew world, but when you come across something like this, you're like, oh, I'll just steal this entire continent or this island yeah. or this city or this forest or this NPC... Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like the majority of people run something like that, whether they're conscious of it or not. Like, they'll see yeah. something on TV, and they're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, I'm gonna have a Star Wars land in my homebrew setting or something to that effect. Uh, because every artist steals in some way. Okay. Like, you're yeah, always yeah. inspired by something else. <laughs> uh None so of I us th- are original. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, <laughs> fun and interesting. So, yeah. it's yeah so i I don't think I personally would. a lot of it it's very detailed because Matt's got a very detailed world. Um, mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is tied back to Wildmount specifically. There are uh areas and cities and factions in Mount that have a presence here and and you know back and forth uh it for the fans, I assume. so it, but it's not isolated, I think. And if it was this weird, isolated island or continent I probably could more easily you know apply it because it is like mm-hmm. you don't know what it is you know uh or so just long story part. short no I don't think I would but maybe a couple cities or towns and okay. you could definitely okay. steal things like that um like for instance Bazozan like I think that's really cool and you just replace right. the the evil below that they are trying to uh keep contained with whatever evil you want. And then mm-hmm. you have a really cool city that's like the idea of that is really interesting. So yeah,
1: I grabbed the the black pyramid ziggurat from a Greyhawk adventure, mm-hmm. plopped that down in an area that I had built on a randomized hex map for the hex game we were you know uh, seeking revenor. Yeah, and yeah, so I was grabbing that piece, and then I had a, a city in the south that was the in my head when I thought I just want a city and I want it to be completely empty like kind of like pompeii almost like after the volcano like there would just be no people there and but but the buildings would all still be standing and then as the adventurers are exploring and get deeper and deeper then the only thing i wanted to have in there was like a swarmy type creature that would bubble up out Mm -hmm. and swarm after them and then that would give them the clue to why this place is picked clean and there's it's just like everything's there and then the only other thing were the the dragons that, you know, I kind of borrowed from some of the Greyhawk stuff too. So I was like yeah. plopping little pieces down, but I could find maps of cool cities that existed in other adventures, or I could find, you know, things and then just and use that's so the useful. Framework of yeah. It. Yeah. And then do what we want to do in it. So
0: Yeah. I was um, and it got me thinking like could it would be kind of fun to create a campaign world with other people. And mm-hmm. I, I almost want to call it, like, zine world, where I have, like, I have so many little zines that I've picked up or little PDFs here and there. And it would be yeah. like, oh, yeah, this forest that I bought, I'll plop it here or, oh, this, you know. And yeah. um, we seem to be focused a lot on getting adventures that it's like, I can put this in any forest. But in my mind, I'm like, I really want them to be like, here are, like, two parts. F- like, yeah, here are three forests. <laughs> Put them yeah. anywhere, and here's what's going on in there, and then have mechanics to kind of easily adapt that to whatever your setting is. Uh, I think that would be kind of interesting. And same with with cities and all this other stuff. And there are a mm-hmm. lot of those. Like, for instance, Lex came up with the Shifting City, which was a Zine supplement he did that is system neutral, and it is just mm-hmm. a you know odd city that disappears and reappears wherever you need it to be. And so that is a self-contained thing that you could plop into your city uh hot springs island the exact same thing like you find an island when you said it very isolated it literally could be an island anywhere else you want and it has zine things plopped all around yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah every little thing
0: size things so i i think we should create yeah zine Mm -hmm. world or zine world
1: so yeah (laughs) it was fun doing the hex map because i think a hex map makes you kind of do something like that so like you're doing if oh i think There may be a couple of videos on Matt Covill's channel where he did create a hex world with chat at the same time using suggestions, but then he would take a suggestion, kind of manipulate and mold it, and they would start making this world. Yeah, Not the one he did in the chain, but like a whole other one because he was having fun doing it during live streams. And I think they were working on like a whole other... It was almost just like a collaborative almost like a kick-started campaign world, almost, mm-hmm. you know, no money or anything. But just people throwing out ideas and be like, oh, well, this area has this desert, but why is it a desert? You know, and they would start, you know, going, oh, maybe there was a war there. Okay, well, were there some factions? Is mm-hmm. there some ruins because of the, you know, and you could just really start to dive down the creative um, tunnel.
0: Yeah, there was a... Come up with lots an- of stuff. Another streamer was doing a similar thing where they were saying... Uh, ask me a question about my homebrew setting. And if I don't mm-hmm. know it, I'll make it up. We have to make and it I up. love That's that right. idea where you're like, oh, I never really thought, it. like, how many moons are there? Boy, mm-hmm. I don't, how many moons do you think there should be? You know, like, there could yeah. be zero. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I recently finished an Eberron video, and uh, it, it boggled me a little bit that that is the only planet in that solar system. There are 13 moons that orbit Eberron, but it's Eberron is the only planet. And then I'm researching, you know, The Forgotten Realms has like 12 planets or I'm making that up, but they have a lot of planets and Crin space has a bunch of planets. Um and it is kind of interesting to think like, well, mm-hmm. how how would that form? Like to have one planet is kind of interesting. So, yeah.
1: Getting that spelljammer research in is what I'm
0: hearing. Oh, I am doing a lot of spelljammer research. <laughs> uh, having lots of fun. I've been. I made a couple shorts. I'm going to make some more today. I'm playing around with shorts again, so we'll see if those do well. But uh, I do have a um Crinspace video scheduled for Wednesday, if I can finish it on time, is Very the goal. Cool. Um And then speaking of spelljammer and Planescape and all that other stuff, we have a, a an announcement on Tuesday, uh, March 22nd. Yeah, rumored. Uh, I is, think mostly confirmed. I it think is it is very confirmed. confirmed. A lot of people said that uh, the teasers were allowed to go out Friday, which is what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. Um, and then they'll make an official announcement on Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, the if you go to their the, – it's on Twitter. It's on all of their social medias, Wizards of the Coast D&D. But Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, I felt that Instagram was the best place to see it. Uh, But it's a collection of, like, four crystals that are kind of overlapping. And there's a bunch of art intermixed in these crystals. Uh, Mm -hmm. A little, like, rat mouse guy. uh, What looks to be a bazaar, like a shopping area. There's a little, like, potion kind of neon sign (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. dangling. Uh, And it just says, uh, through the depths of the ethereal plane... Uh, a beacon of possibility of adventure kind of a thing. And so they're like, what do you see in here? And it's, it's a teaser for the next book. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to overanalyze this. Oh, ourselves. God, yeah. You can zoom right in and um, see some stuff. Yeah. And you can zoom in and see. So what, what popped out to you, I guess. <laughs> well, the, the
1: thing that drew me is that right in the center I swear that looks kind of like the ACK Inc. symbol just because we're we're in our adventure. Where we play every Tuesday. We see this ACK Inc. symbol because we're an ACK Inc. But, it, you know, it could be. Oh, I was
0: thinking it was like a potion, like a potion shop. Site. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah.
1: when you said that. I said, oh, OK, you know, maybe it's like a medallion that shows that. But to me, I was thinking ACK Inc. And that got me to think of, you know, Vi from uh, Jeremy Crawford's. Um, shows yeah. that he does now because yeah. that's the character he's put in and if you go look at what that character is it's described as she's like the planes hopping grandma yeah gun toting
0: planes hopping she was in so i like ravnica and then everon, yeah. i think maybe not everon. it was definitely ravnica yeah. she's bounced around quite a bit she was in sigil then, for a long time yeah yep
1: and the and the mouse jumps out golden eyes i couldn't think if there was anything if that was minsk and booze what the eye color was uh, boo is
0: a hamster or hamsters. Um, and I, that, hamster. no, that's not boo at all. That looks like some yeah. kind of weird. It looks really alien baddish possibly yeah. playable
1: creature could be a new playable race. Maybe, um, probably small, but then if you look at the crystal on the right, there's a woman with flowers in her hair and her hands are raised up and almost like a, what I thought that my first instinct was like a red wizard of Thay. But it looks or it might be like an orc or it might be an undead guy standing and staring at her, too, in that other crystal. And then I was like, (laughs) what is going on there? And then the one on the far left of that, I feel like I see the prow of a ship.
0: Yeah, I think it's um, a bunch of. I think. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying down at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a
1: beholder eye, but it's got stalks off of it, so I don't know. A oh, and there's spider? a little
0: uh, rabbit <laughs> with a horn, a unicorn horn. I'm just seeing this on the left, next to the ladder. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I just noticed that. So that's and that's a fair one. Yeah. So wild I've creature, just seen think, little so, weird so, yeah. things in there,
1: and um, so it's fun to have something like this. Now I couldn't figure out. Now you'd put in journey blank the blank radiant. Yeah. Seem to be a what I was seeing is I thought that. Word there might have been a V A, but then I started getting close to like Tiamat or V <laughs> e- A T. So there's E-T. there's some very blurred words at the top. <laughs> yeah. Um. Somebody we think they're twisted.
0: Yeah. Somebody <clears throat> took them and they they mirrored them, and if mm-hmm. you mirror them, it's a little easier to read. Um. And it it is J O U something the R A possibly D and and so a lot of people are thinking it's journey. The Radiant Journey, blank. The Radiant Blank, or something. They're not really sure. Uh, and and either am I. But uh, it that title of like Journey to something like this uh, makes me think that it's going to be an adventure anthology, kind of like uh, Ghosts yeah. of Salt Marsh or Candlekeep Mysteries. And if we're getting into the Morden Canyon book that's coming out in March, uh, sorry, in May. That is the multiverse. It has multiverse in the title. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be that same thing where instead of in Candlekeep, you're jumping into books or whatever to go to different adventures. You're going to be in Sigil probably jumping into portals to go to other worlds. Uh, And so I, I don't necessarily think this is going to be the book that has the space races mm. like Kender, that we just saw uh, or sorry I shouldn't say crinspace I should say dragonlance races like yeah Kender. I'm not seeing dragonlance But I also don't think that it's going to have those spelljammer races that we saw um a supplement for I feel like this is and traditionally this is the time that we usually get those anthologies where it's not
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not the Christmas sale big book you know and we're mm-hmm. we're just coming off of well what was the last book that we the last, uh, that had all of the different, well, I guess it's going to be the Mordenkainen book because that's going to have all the updated rules and stuff. So I don't think we're going to get another big, uh, rules supplement book of like, here's right. different races and here's different this, but I think towards yeah. the end of the year, we're going to get a campaign setting slash adventure. Uh, but this one feels like an anthology book probably set in Sigil. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's my guess. What's your guess? <laughs> it's hard to say because um, we i it
1: felt like this year we might see more books than we had seen in the previous year but then we're already here in march and not have gotten really too much more information um they might just go another week i mean i guess we're going to find out this coming up week because that yeah. gives them enough time to have said you know we advertised for Netherdeep. we're not stepping on the sale of the Netherdeep, and now we can you know, start talking about the next exciting thing. I feel like they've got to announce their live event if they're going to do it or not. I feel like if they're going to do a live event, usually they have something that they're tying into that, that gets played there or gets, you know, as part of all of the um, stuff they put up and and make it look really cool for Just like when they did, you know, the the stream of Annihilation or all the other stuff that they've done. Yeah. We haven't heard that yet. We're supposed to get two classic campaign settings, but they could be inside a book, like you've said, in an anthology book, which would work because Ghosts of Saltmarsh were Greyhawk. There were several Greyhawk adventures in there that were just... Redone to work within
0: Forgotten Realms at that point. Yeah, but even in the beginning, no, no, they were were grayhawk. It It was a Greyhawk map. It wasn't meant to work in Forgotten Realms. Oh
1: well, I I remember reading the front though, where oh, like yeah, you could put it anywhere. But yeah, it was the maps and stuff
0: is what I was trying to say. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna Um, drop this on you. I just, I just did some googling and put this together. Uh, The the phrase "radiant triangle" is a spelljammer term. Which represents, uh, gray space, crin space, and realm space. Those were the three crystal spheres that were connected, uh, pretty pretty uh, solidly, and they were known as the radiant triangle. So this could be journey through the radiant triangle, um, almost like a, or journey to the radiant triangle. I don't know
1: callback, right? I don't
0: know, but that the word radiant is, I don't know. Who knows? And uh, we'll find out for sure. But like, I really want this to What's be. What's chat saying? Is chat looking at their picture too? <laughs> yeah. They go Google it. Has anybody got any guesses out there in chat? What are you guys seeing? Journey to the Radiant Spheres. We have, uh, uh yeah, Radiant Realms. Well, you can't quite
1: tell so. what that. Is it four words or is it? One, we don't two, know. Three, yeah. four, it's five. It's mirrored words. and
0: jumbled. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's a tricky one. That's. A I think it's
0: one. an adventure book, an anthology book like that. That'll be a bunch of adventures in those areas. So I which know, I think see. is fun.
1: You, those are nice because sometimes you can just pull out pieces and you don't need the
0: whole thing. Well, that's thing. what they're for, yeah. But um, although I keep saying I really I had the most fun running uh Ghosts of Saltmarsh as just an adventure. I it thought is. that was yeah, a really yeah, cool yeah. thing. <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm
1: I'm I don't know what they're gonna bring out next. I have no idea. It's gotta be, I mean, we just had a Critical Role Adventure. Yeah. Usually they don't do two adventure books back-to-back, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And I wonder if Critical Role is an outlier. I'm not really sure. So, oh,
1: maybe it doesn't count
0: to the way they're thinking
1: about it. Yeah, I guess um, I can see that.
0: It is, uh, and I, it makes more sense now that Call of the Nether Deep has come out when it did, because uh, it is the seven-year anniversary of Critical Role. Um, mm. They put out a couple of videos here and there, and so it's it's a big... You know, it's a it's a seven years. It's a long time for them to be running around and doing stuff and so um I was like, Oh, it totally makes sense while you're releasing Call mm-hmm. of the Nether Deep now. Uh and it wouldn't surprise me if that was, Hey, we're gonna put this here because of the anniversary mm-hmm. and then wizards you can do whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Oh, I I forgot to mention it in the last couple of shows, but about I wanna say two episodes ago maybe three Chad will correct me if i'm wrong robbie did leave the show so he was basically not a permanent cast member oh he was yeah. there from the beginning i thought they just added him as a here's you know here's an you know another member just like back when they had the guy who played the dragonborn in the very beginning when they started streaming they had the dragonborn wizard with him um I'm trying to remember his name uh somebody in chat will know that too, I'm sure. <laughs> but then he left he left the show and it was just the the normal group that we would recognize now. And then with Robbie being added in, I was one, I thought Robbie was maybe becoming a permanent cast member, yeah. but he has he has left the show. So I wonder if they're getting ready to maybe bring in another person for the show or if they're going to have, you know, people that are there now he was there a long time. Yeah. So that, you know, maybe they're going to start bringing in guests that are there for, you know, 10 episodes or more a a true arc before they kind of move out of the whatever the story
0: is well they did announce that critical role announced on their seven year anniversary that they're going to be doing more shows and Uh. so uh i i'm not sure about robbie but it would make sense to introduce a few characters on the main show and then literally we can do a spin-off series oh that'd be cool uh i would not be surprised about that um with of Excuse me, other DMs, and then you have that connection of, of familiar characters and stuff. So yeah, 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 that makes sense. So, and they teased that with uh, it was a uh, Abria who ran uh Matt through a game in in Wild Mount and stuff. So yeah, 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 kind of like a that prequel series
1: they did just before. And I
0: think they want to do more of that, but just off. like more continuing shows. So, mm-hmm. but. No, unless somebody drops, they're not going to bring in someone new permanently. I think they they know their their secret sauce is their friendship, and it it works really really well. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, you can always
1: add a friend to your friendship group. What are you talking about?
0: Well, uh, no, I your mean, friends aren't limited. Your friends are not limited. <laughs> no, but they know that their interactions with each other is what has built that franchise so well um yeah. and so i don't think you're going to be like hey we're going to split everybody up and you know sam's going to run a game over here and nobody's going to be doing a main game i don't know so, if i make sense but, if, but but if chris perkins said hey i just want to
1: play can i come play in your campaign i'm sure they Yeah he's always welcome in my campaign he would play so. uh, if he wanted to play the you know the full campaign not just hey i'm going to stop by and say hello i bet they you know pull a chair up i would think they consider him a pretty good friend Or even Coville. I mean, Coville tells the story of in the first campaign. Matt, the two matts were talking about how Matt Coville could come in and play a character for the show, and it Mm -hmm. it could be a villain character also. Yeah, they were talking about that the party didn't know about, but it never really ended up happening. So maybe there's you know they have talks like that sometimes. I'm sure they do, Uh, and they
0: did that with Chris Perkins. He showed up with a character and things like that. But I think, uh. I think overall, like, like Coville's busy and I, I think he's just like, no, Oh yeah. I'm like, not saying any specifics. I'm so not going to do that we don't anymore, know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't
1: know who they're, they, I'm sure they have a friend group of their voice actors too, right? Yeah. They've all been working in the industry. They for have a while, LA friends. So there might be other ways they consider
0: way more uh, uh personable and know how to treat it as entertainment as opposed yeah. to a game. So yeah. for sure. Um, something else that was Ninja announced on Amazon is that there is a D&D graphic novel that is uh, scheduled to come out in February 2023. Um, this is a- weird to have it leaked so early on Amazon, like a year that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder if that date will get pushed up. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's 15 pounds because uh, this is on a UK site, um, 208 pages. I'm not, I don't know, no other information. So I don't know if this is a collection of uh, a lot of the other comics or the older Forgotten Realms comics, or if they're creating new well, Jim stuff. Jim Grubb is still doing a lot of yeah. recent D&D stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of Baldur's Gate and things like that. Mm-hmm. So Baldur's I, Gate was still running. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's an anthology of that, because I don't know. So, mm-hmm. but it says graphic yeah graphic novels. so maybe it's self-contained yeah. that'd be cool um cool what else is new <laughs> I, I wish
1: i wish we knew yeah i wish i wish they'd given us something this picture i guess is is pretty good i mean at least it's something in there but i can't believe we don't really know what the next book is yet or like um you know where they're going this year um, and it seems like they've kind of slowed all their other shows down that they used to put up on their YouTube channel. And they would, you know, do weekly shows. They would do prize giveaways. Then they would tease some art from stuff they're working on. And yeah, just all you know, of that uh, just has kind of stopped.
0: Greg Tito used to be yeah. the the guy that was there doing a bunch of stuff. And and I don't know. I wonder if they're, uh, you know, the fallout of Mike Merle's and some of the other stuff. I wonder if a lot of them are like, I don't think I want to be on the limelight. And, and <laughs> they took a to step back a and, <laughs> and you know, all of that stuff with pro Jared and then dice camera action fell apart. And mm-hmm. Chris Perkins was just like, I guess we're done with this. And he mm-hmm. just kind of stepped back. And, uh, but Chris Perkins has also said that he's not, he doesn't seek that attention. Like True. he likes to write and he likes to create things, but he's not the guy that's like, Oh yeah. I want to be on the main stage with acquisitions incorporated. <laughs> like Jordan does so much Mm -hmm. but i think he is like uh, i don't know like whatever it it hit or miss kind of a thing so i wonder if a lot of them are just like i don't think i want to be that face anymore so yeah i don't know yeah that's and
1: that but now without it we we don't get all our teasers we don't get all our little hints because they were they would give us at least a hint a a show almost you know they'd show us something we'd you'd learn about dice sets that are coming out or you'd learn about some new product and really you don't hear a lot about any of the products that they're doing right now. I haven't heard of a new dice set in a while. I haven't seen any of the WizKids advertisements for new miniatures or anything.
0: Uh, uh yeah, you need to well, you need to follow WizKids cuz they have been announcing stuff. They're the ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, they, yeah, uh, they have a they have a and uh another demon lord Ooh, that they're releasing cool, that are just these Oh, hit my microphone, sorry. That are these Yay. huge like Uh, what's oh Orcus? Orcus was the other one that they released that I uh I have Orcus, and I would I really want Chewy Blix, Uh, Mm -hmm. and Zagatmoy, Oh, so cool. Um, but they're so expensive, (laughs) right? (laughs) So expensive, and they have a new line of uh Critical Role minis that are coming out because Mm -hmm. of Call of the Netherdeep. Um, so yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm I'm waiting to see uh, we. Do we think this announcement is the box set that's already been leaked? With the um, does the, I don't think this picture matches what we saw from the More Blue Dragon Multiverse? and yeah. the no the new adventure set that they were we saw that was leaked a couple weeks ago and it was in a different language I thought
0: and I they were do talking not about they're going to this. do a new
1: starting adventure box set oh the box set yeah this yeah. is not a new that. starting that adventure box set. Like
0: that. Yeah,
1: I don't think yeah, that's I don't it see it at any all. art that matches it. But could that be the announcement? Is what I was wondering.
0: Um, I yeah, because I wouldn't put it past them. They always they plan for all of this, and then mm-hmm. something gets leaked like that, and then they still do it anyway. And they're just like, "Hey, surprise, right?" And you're like, "No, yeah. not surprise. I know." Yeah. Well, they still want to sell it, so they got yeah, to tell so us about they're it. They're gonna some do point. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and when do you put your starter set out? If you're gonna do a new one, do you do it early in the year? Or do you wait till? do you think that's more of a christmas last last of the year release maybe that's at the very end for the christmas season you know,
0: um i think the starter there. set would be a good christmas thing but i wouldn't be surprised if they get it out this summer um yeah because why at not? least on the shelves by. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah i see yeah yeah huh very interesting i guess we'll know i know uh, ted is really good about trying to comb the interwebs for all things spoilery and all things like in the background and all yeah. all little hints and things. So if, if you're ever trying to find what the latest conspiracy theory is or, you know, the, the latest... Um, he, he reminds me of the person that would have the, the cork board behind him with a bunch of pictures and then the strings.
0: The wall of crazy. Lined yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he would just be like... That's how I see dead. <laughs> he's like, he's tracking like... down every little rumor, every little... Um, instead of QAnon,
0: it's en or like Nerdimersion-Anon, yeah. or ted Maybe we should Ted-anon. call it that. Ted-Anon. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, Your your wall of crazy is coming along nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, he's got, that, see... he's got oh, some oh. kind of uh, connections, I feel. Or the the right people drop the right hints to him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had to go. I, he already had it up. And I was like, how does my Twitter not show me this? All I ever do is look at Dungeons & Dragons page. Why wouldn't it be the first thing that, ha- mm-hmm. that pops up on my phone? And it wasn't. Like, it was. I was like scrolling through and saw Ted's uh, YouTube about it. And I'm like, how do I not know this? And then went and had to go find it. <laughs> Why isn't the
0: Twitter algorithm just throwing that on on yeah, the front well. page for me? Social media is a joke. <laughs> They're yes. they feeding you what you think you want, but it's like that. Exactly. Actually.
1: All, the, all I get is Elden Ring yeah. advertisements for some reason right now. That's <laughs> they want exactly me to play that's so bad. Uh, the only other news I had that, uh, I not really news, but I thought was, I kind of posted it to you earlier this week, but Colville tells what he says is the second greatest story, which is funny because he has a video on there about the greatest story in gaming, which actually, if you listen to it, is probably one of the best told stories I've heard somebody just tell a story. Like, it's just entertaining to listen to him tell this story about um the five rings and it was and i had never even played or even did anything with that yeah. and then he tells the second best story and again it's about something i haven't really played too much or wasn't into but when he tells the story about it you're just so interested he's just mm-hmm. such a storyteller like i would say that should just be his label he is absolutely a storyteller he's so good at you know doing that and uh so you can go see that out on his video, which is pretty good. Um, I know their Arcadia stuff is still moving forward. I still see a few I think things. Issue out there thirteen
0: around. is coming out pretty soon, and yeah, they they've got
1: such good things the, on them.
0: Yeah, the Beastmaster out. was still really good, and I I mm-hmm. want to play that that class so bad. Um, and there was. Something else that they I really need them to make a printed version of <laughs> all of the Arcadia stuff, which I'm all sure together. they will do at some point. thought I just want mm-hmm. a big like all of them together in a in a nice book. Uh I'm pretty sure that Kingdoms and Warfare is I think I saw that their proofs had come in, so we should be getting our physical books pretty quickly. Um which will That's be nice cool. to have those. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about the PDF being out for so long, uh, the PDF is out, isn't it? Am I correct in that? I've I've
1: seen snippets of it. I don't know if I've gotten the full.
0: Yeah, I think it was out enough that people were sending in their uh, corrections. Corrections. Or, so yeah, that yeah. the printed book is really good. And that's something that I really value with um, Goodman Games does that. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the nice about putting out um, PDFs ahead of time. Right. Is that you could have you could pay all of the money to all of the proofreaders, but then the minute you get it out, someone's just like, "Is this supposed to be like that?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they have a whole uh, stomp the typo Goodman games where you have to go out and and find it and put it in. Uh, and I was really happy because when the uh, Goodman Games DCC and uh, annual came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that they did the math wrong. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that this is wrong in the way they're presenting it. Like that doesn't make any sense. So I submitted it as a typo because I didn't really know what else to do. And it was fixed. And I was like, oh. I did that me and it. probably a dozen <laughs> other people, but like, I'm <laughs> yeah. really proud math obsessed. that I saved, <laughs> I saved the math pr- equation in uh, the yep. annual. Good job.
1: Yeah. The well PDF done. of,
0: of Knight's, or of kingdoms of warfare was released a long time ago. I thought so it's just been a while and I haven't played in a game to actually utilize it. So yeah, it was just, that reminds me of a couple of kickstarters that um,
1: we have been waiting on, you know, some of the ones that come from two C gaming and stuff. Yeah. They don't typically do it, but a couple of the other ones, I'm in mean, that one that was the five E uh, but you can do anime five E. Yeah. Um, They, they sent out like a pre, here's our pre production PDF. So you can go through the whole thing. Um, when I, when I, Kickstarter lancer they did that with their i like that they put out that piece first yeah so that you could really get your hands on that and, and take a look at it um before the but the books look really good too and the um so i'm excited because i got i must have at least seven or eight kickstarters out there right now that i'm still waiting on stuff to come back it seems like it's been Obviously slower because everybody obviously has the the book shortage and the shipping shortage and the yeah the supply chain getting is still stuff from printer shortage and that still kind of happens so uh, that slowed down all the 2021 kickstarters that we did and I must have done like I said a, half a dozen maybe a dozen different ones but I'm waiting on those so eventually lots of cool books are gonna come in yeah <laughs> I like, you know um, uh, I'm excited for next week uh Tiny Tina's gonna happen so we mm-hmm. got about. I think it's about seven days, maybe six days, something like that. So I get to play Dungeons & Dragons. Their game, they put out a game called Bunkers & Badasses, which was their kind of D&D rule, light set of um, role-playing rules that I think that you could play. Mm-hmm. But it's based on the world of Tiny Tina's like adventure. She's going to run again for the Vault Hunters. And I'm just excited for it. I, for whatever reason, I just love that whole idea that they had this video game that's nothing but guns and a shooter looter you know with with weapon explosions when you're killing guys so you can go pick up new stuff a la you know diablo from back in the day but then they added hey let's put a storyline in where they're playing dungeons and dragons or a, or a role-playing game at the same time i'm just like it's so good mm. so i love it it's it's like my kind of meta i guess or my kind of um it's like Act Inc. Your, you know your, they break uh, the coffee. Fourth wall sometimes they bring in the the uh yeah my coffee my well coffee. I, no sorry i meant
0: chocolate the peanut butter yeah, and your you chocolate go. yeah you like the peanut to butter and my yeah. chocolate
1: together yeah that's what it is
0: <laughs> um yeah no i know you're you're a big borderlands fan i yeah those Love are it. fun but i i should try and play the the new one that comes out the tiny well tiny teens it'll be fun mm-hmm. um i i do like meta jokes and things like that usually in my uh dungeons of dragons where uh I don't know. Like, you'll give them a magic item and then they, you describe it in such a weird way. And then they turn to you and they're like, Is this just a thermos? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. It keeps <laughs> yeah, your hot you things it. hot. That's so cool, huh? <laughs> it's magic. So, um, yeah. Uh, Kobold talks about the second greatest story, uh, which was Halo themed. And I don't Halo know much themed. about Halo. I, I, yeah. Well, it is Halo, but I don't know much about Halo. But it, like, he is just a really good storyteller. But the story is um, more or... about,
1: pre halo.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And
1: not realizing the easter eggs in Halo maybe is is what I would say the story is mostly about. Definitely go go listen to it cuz it's a really fun cool story for those that, you know, he talks about gaming way back when we the only type of computer gaming we had kind of was like the the BBS boards and the you would type something in and you would wait for it to tell you, you know, you would say like turn right. And then would start to describe something, the old text based, you know, um, adventure kind of stuff. Yeah. And how games were starting to form at that time and how then it eventually games now still harken back to that kind of stuff. So it's always fun. Um, So that was pretty good. I think we're getting, um, I, I thought I saw, a movie update, but then I wasn't sure if it was um, if it was real or not. So I wanted to go back and look more, or if it was just a article that was talking about the movie but didn't have new information. But I thought there was something about the movie, so I'm still wondering: Are it's we getting a D and D movie? Yeah, and are we going to start seeing some info on that movie? And because I'm super curious, that would they try to pull off a Forgotten Realms? based movie would they try to pull off a i don't know a crin based movie would they try to pull off a Greyhawk based movie would they create a whole new world because they want to start a whole new movie franchise that's going to have lots of movies in it and it's going to be based on a new world i don't know i'm just i'm curious about the where they're going to set it
0: Uh, more than what the
1: movie's about. (laughs) I don't know what
0: it's going to be said as, obviously, but I think what you're alluding to is Chris Pine was in an interview and somebody asked him, I think he was promoting something else, but somebody asked him about the D&D movie. And yeah, he said that it's Game of Thrones meets Princess Bride. So it makes me think that it is like really like gritty and realistic, but then they're going to have flashes back to them at the table. So it might be like kind of the movie that I was wanting where you have like, Either kids or, well, I should say kids, but, like, somebody playing at the table um, and then uh, flashing back to the Chris Pine character. And it's like, oh, yes, (laughs) I'm so-and-so. And Uh, and that might have the, like, fun indie. That could be fun. uh, I shouldn't say indie, but, like, inside jokes where it's like, oh, no, I spilled, like, just like the Tiny Tina's that you're talking about. Like, oh, no, I spilled a Cheeto on the board. And they're like, ah. Um, Which is funny for me but i think a lot of dnd people want to live in the illusion that it's real yeah, and yeah. so i don't know how that'll actually play out but uh princess bride is obviously beloved and stuff um and uh <laughs> grinar in chat is saying like well none of the dnd movies have been good and that is correct but we need to remember that they've all been tied under a license by a really bad movie studio <laughs> and yeah. the movie studio that made all of those simply made really crappy DD movies to hold on to the license. Uh, because the rule was is if they made the, if they never let it expire, then other people couldn't make DD movies. Oh, um, and so they made sure terrible movie after terrible movie. And this happens with a lot of franchises. Uh, the, the latest one that comes to mind is the Fantastic Four. Like Fox made that last Fantastic Four movie simply to to not not allow the Fantastic Four to fall into Disney, but then jokes on them, Disney bought Fox. Um, Fox. But that's how they've been, that's why they do this is because they know that they they can eventually pull a Sony and license Spider-Man to Disney is their goal. Uh, but it's like but we have to make something before we can let it lapse so they make a crappy movie not intended to make money but simply to hold on to their stuff uh the D &D license has lapsed that company doesn't own it anymore so the new people that are making this this new movie have a very different direction different money different producers uh it could potentially be a really good movie so there's there's hope if it was the same company i would be like (laughs) don't even bother but it is not crossing
1: my fingers. (laughs) I mean, we can, I think we can say stranger things is good and it is definitely D and D based. I mean, they were playing dungeons and dragons on their tables, you know, it was the, that whole piece. So I feel like that's a good representation of it. Just like, um, I always thought the episode of when they did it in the, uh, community for the, um, I thought their representation of, a, of the game was pretty good, too, and, and pretty fun. Um, I don't think you can do it really like a... But I guess you could. If you make Game of Thrones serious, I mean, look what they did with Jar, you know, the, the George R. R. Martin books, which were nice and gritty and a good story, and they were able to put up well, a you spectacular could treat, show. Like
0: you can you know. treat the world of Faerun or Greyhawk or whatever you want as a world to tell a story in. Yeah. Um. But if they want to leverage the aspect of it's also a game, well, then mm-hmm. you kind of need to incorporate that it's a game. Um. But Hasbro has been trying to do this for a long time. I mean, there was a Battleship movie. Like, I, I mean, there's all these weird. I love weird...
1: Battleship. Don't you say anything bad about that. Uh, that movie? <laughs> okay. I love them. It's on Netflix right now. You can you rewatch go. it. It is the best movie to watch how Navy ships work. I, yes, I was in the Navy. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. Okay, <laughs> now other people may not like it. But yeah, I there love you go. It. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: We'll we'll see if uh, we'll see if a lot of that works out or not. But uh, I I I have high hopes for it. So I have high hopes. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and an, another movie that's like that is like Neverending Story. Remember how the kids read in the book, yeah. but then he's also yeah. in the world, and that's a pretty beloved. That's pretty Bride. People remember yeah. that from their, you know, childhood, and they they'll often go back and watch that on a Netflix or somewhere else where it's playing when they see it. And um, like you said, you know, uh, Princess Bride, that's the Lego movie. movie,
0: like exact same thing. And well, like halfway through, <laughs> sorry, spoilers, but halfway through the movie, you realize that it's a kid playing with his Lego sets. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it you know, all makes
1: sense so. now. Yeah, yeah, it all comes in. So I can see that being a good. I think that's a good D and D premise. The premise of Basically also like Stranger Things, you know, four, five, six kids, teens playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe they're in the school library or that's somebody's basement or they're at the mom's kitchen table, whatever it is. And we're getting flashes of what their their heroic characters are doing or the way they kind of think of them. Plus we're getting, you know, all of the dice rolling and like, yeah. you know. If you
0: Chino's want that now, down. I would encourage you all to go watch <laughs> Zombie Orpheus's movie. Uh, the gamers on YouTube, oh, public you public go. movie. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, hilarious, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite uh, gamers 2, Darkness Rising, very good, very good movie. Very good. Um, what have you been doing in the world of games, Mister Lucian? I have been
1: working. Wasn't oh, working really on game. games? Nope, wasn't oh. really a game. Wasn't. Now I I done so much at work. I did not go to my tuesday night game they did play without me i was an (gasps) automaton so uh and i believe they finished the level which i think is okay because i'm ready to go down to the next level i think that's good i'm hoping we're getting close to leveling up um but it was just so busy that really all i had time for right after work was to be able to jump into something for an hour and then be done so i didn't really have four hours to set aside to go you know do any specific thing been playing a lot of lost ark cool if you've seen that out there Um, i'm still kind of Goofing around with that, and I'm still messing around with Pathfinder, um, Wrath of the Righteous. That game has got its hooks in me pretty hardcore because of the character creator. Nice. And I think I'm in there as much as you used to be in D D Beyond creating characters. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I just go into the creator character, and I just start thinking about something. I'm like, does this work if I go through this whole thing? And, and what feats should I choose for this? No, oh, that should go in here. I wonder if that'd be really fun to play and. I should grab this and that and you know and you can build a party that you could take through that game if you want. So you yeah. start thinking, well, all right, I'm gonna build this real cool tanky character and I'm gonna build this cool wizardy character. I'm up you know, I got this cool ranger in the back or something. And it's just fun to go through and see all the builds. And what makes it great is that there's so many classes, so many subclasses, and you can multi-class just like you can in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that you could, I find myself spending hours playing around with concepts and character uh, ideas and just seeing where they go and where, where I can yeah. take them in that. So, no, I fun. play,
0: I spend hours making, I still, every once in a while, I'm like, <laughs> wait, could I do a Yuan Ti? And then I start making another character in. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one I made, I really liked, was I, I named him the once dead barbarian. And it was a, uh, the, the race where you are you were dead but they brought you back somehow cu- coupled oh, with a yeah. zealot barbarian that can't really die and mm-hmm. I was like oh this is just fun where you're like I don't care and you just run into run into fights and then somebody will revive you at some point because you can't really die and I thought it was kind of fun That's interesting
1: I like that so See?
0: no I'm always doing things like that and <laughs> that's why I need like 12 games to play. But yeah. a lot of these, because I made a monk once for an actual game and played it for two sessions. We've talked about this like uh, yeah. sea elf monk that I played, and I was like, well, this is boring. Like yeah, on paper, the way I thought. <laughs> or in my mind, you're like, oh, this is really cool. But then yeah. when I actually started playing them, I'm like, I don't want to play this at all. So that yeah. that also happens. And maybe the, the, the barbarian, the once dead barbarian would also be boring. Who knows? But yeah, it's the a fun concept. The theme didn't match the mechanics or the, you know, the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, the fun didn't match what I had in my head. So it kind of yeah. makes a better NPC at that point. But
1: That's how it always is with the wizard characters when I build them too, is I always have in my mind this idea of, how cool it's going to be to create this wizard character. But then I get in the game and the limitation of one spell per turn, or if you do the bonus action, you know, of not being able really to really the combos
0: do, you want. Yeah. You can
1: I couldn't fully fledge out this really cool idea I had because yeah, the mechanics just, they're trying to balance you out from getting too crazy. Um, Cause you want to, you want to be able to mix spells sometimes, you know, you want to be able to throw more than one at least every now and then it should, you know, not all the time, but every now and then, and I'm sure maybe there's ways around it, maybe uh, rings of spell storing or something or, or wands maybe to get around it. But yeah, I, I love going and creating the characters. And if you, in that game, you can then play it, you know, you can then run some characters through some, you know, fighting some demons or fighting some cultists and just see how the character kind of plays. And it's, it's, Pathfinder, but Pathfinder is so close to Dungeons and Dragons. Sometimes it's that all tabletop. You don't RPGs, really like, notice it. And it's yeah. Pathfinder first edition, which is even really closer to D D than even Pathfinder second edition. Is. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's been fun and I like the graphics of it. Um I just loaded <clears throat> Baldur's Gate back up because they did an update for that. Baldur's Gate three, do they call it? Three, yeah. And that one looked pretty good. And then I loaded up Solasta, because I think there is a DLC coming out for Solasta. So I've got all the CRPGs loaded on right now, just ready for me to bounce around and play in them. And they're adding some new classes. Solasta is interesting, because it is based on Open OGL. The Open Game License, yeah. Open Game so License. It's 5e mechanics. Or, yeah, 5e. Yeah. Open Game License. But... They wanted to add some classes, so they had to make some of their own. So they've added some of their own classes yeah. in um, one subclass per per class. So I thought that that looked pretty fun. I it is fun,
0: it, and it's kind of see their take on subclasses. Mm-hmm. There's uh, their own world.
1: Yeah. Yep, they, they couldn't use the world from anything, so they created their own, which was nice, which was cool. So another another good one. So that's what's been kind of taking up my time um, I'm ready for next week's game and it should be fun to see where we're at hopefully getting the level soon but uh, I have it seems like Jordan hasn't played a game in a while no I haven't but I am <laughs> I am preparing uh, oh, I've got okay.
0: a, a a crew of people oh. um, and they're all willing to play invisible Sun Whoa. so March 30th i think we're scheduled to have our session zero create characters and then i want to run a three or four uh episode invisible sun game how um, did you find
1: so. this mythical invisible sun players because as far as i could see i couldn't find any of they're almost like unicorns at this point how did you find a group of them
0: um i use the internet oh uh, so
1: yeah. that thing yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous. It's you should, it's, uh, you should it's, never go on the internet, kids.
0: It's literally just uh, LB Lex and indoor oh. adventure. <laughs> so, oh, all right, but Makes they're very excited to try now. it out with me, and we're gonna play it. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be offline, but I think I'm gonna record it, and maybe release it as a podcast or something. But it'll be Jordan. I just want to like I want to play it to figure out how it plays, you know. And yeah. so I need to just sit down and play it, kind of a thing um you, so you gotta try. come
1: up with a really invisible sun theme though too to the adventure i mean because it just feels like it's one of those things that's just different from everything else you do yeah. so it's not no it's there, not a fantasy it's not a sci-fi you, like, it's really
0: like i'm not gonna be like hey guys let's run you know scarlet or citadel of darkness or no i've right. got i've got resources it's okay <laughs> yeah it's like i hey
1: guys welcome to twin peaks is what i think of you mm-hmm. know or welcome to something really weird and
0: interesting and and
1: not quite sure what's going on. Yeah,
0: In Session Zero, you create your character, but you also create your house and your neighbors. Like, who who do you live by in this weird magical world? And you kind of create a a whole environment that becomes your home base. Um, As you adventure, you can always come back to your house. And your house has certain mechanical benefits and stuff. so, it, like, it is weird. It is just odd, but
1: yeah. Are they going to bring characters to the table? Or are you going to do a "We're going to create them together" session like we do? How sometimes with I'm going to give them rooms and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give them the resources. Uh, usually, you come with an idea, okay. but um, it is—it's just a different game. So, I think there's going to yeah. be a lot of us talking through it. So, yeah, and and that's for my sake as well because I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like I might be interpreting this rule completely wrong. So <laughs> right. Good old Monty Cook. Yeah, yeah. Got to just dive in. Um, I've also been toying with a new series uh, where I've said this before, where I make I make uh, or I understand games really by making a character, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to start making a character um, for all of the various games that I have. Um, oh, and so I think it would be fun to just record myself being like, okay, here's how I build a character in 13th age. Here's how I build a character here. And then I'll learn as I go. And then other people can be like, oh, I see how the game kind of works. And so it can mm-hmm. be fun. Um, yes, uh, we have, a, a, a UK member that said, did, did the clocks change in America? And I'm like, they did. Uh, <laughs> we had daylight savings time, uh, get changed over. So yeah Uh, we're an hour ahead i know it's so fun that's the one i hate i I think we're getting rid of it though (laughs) there was a vote so hopefully that's what i heard (laughs) we'll have to deal with this anymore because literally nobody likes it uh well there's somebody out there that likes it because they fight for it who knows um but uh that is our show next week should be real big because we'll have lots of new stuff to talk about uh But I say real big, we probably won't have any actual information. So who knows? (laughs) Maybe, maybe
1: not. Well, if it's on Tuesday, then we have at least three to four days that they could possibly put some stuff out. We might see something on Amazon by then, or we might be able to see more Twitter and Instagram pictures of stuff. So maybe maybe we'll have it. Yeah,
0: we'll see. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. (laughs) But uh, regardless, we will be here talking about uh, our adventures in... The world of tabletop rpgs uh anything else before we take off sir nope i did uh i'm still looking
1: for closer hotels to gen con as i keep we have a room it is secured but i keep finding if i can find one that's going to be closer yeah um, or sometimes people cancel yeah uh, happened last year too i could have got one that was right there if i wanted it but i not going last year so I'm going to keep an eye out on that. Any of you fans there in the chats, if you hear of anything, uh, shoot us a Twitter or post, because uh, we would love to be closer to the actual site. And yeah. I'm just getting more and more excited to go.
0: And now, <laughs> oh, gas prices. I'm a little worried about what my uh, plane oh, ticket's yeah. going to look like, but I'll have to... Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about airfare. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I do have a ticket. Uh, I, I've got a press badge, so I'm excited to go. Uh, yep. And god willing my Mm -hmm. taxes don't murder me i'll have some money to be able to go so we'll see uh that's our show ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming out we'll see you guys next week with hopefully an announcement and lots of cool stuff so until then take care